Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is November 12th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, guys, this is going to be an exciting episode. The Dolphins got a victory, and it was a good one. This is a feeling that I haven't had since last season. Last season had a ton of positive things. I've talked about frequently how it's been kind of a bummer trying to give you guys the objective perception of some of these games when they have gone so negative, but this was a fun game to watch. I can't lie. I thought it was entertaining. The Miami Dolphins defeated the Baltimore Ravens by a score of 22 to 10. This is the Dolphins' second straight win. This pushes them to 3-7. and seven. The Ravens fall to six and three with the loss. This was, by all accounts, the Dolphins' best performance all season. This victory was not a product of a fluky performance or playing against a terrible team, or it wasn't a product of playing against a rookie quarterback in his debut. The Dolphins in this one genuinely outperformed a quality football team. Now, it's bittersweet because the Dolphins' season went too far south too early on, but it shows that there was the potential on this roster for a performance like this all season. The Dolphins' defense was strong again in this game. They held the Ravens to only three points in the first half, and the Dolphins actually entered the second half with a 6-3 lead. Unfortunately, at the beginning, the offense wasn't able to match the defense's production. They only managed two field goals in that first half. That included a red zone trip that was abruptly ended on a bad holding call, and then they did a screen pass to Adam Shaheen, on second and goal from the 20-yard line. It was brutal. It had all those same warning signs of going the same direction as the Dolphins' previous games this season. The Dolphins' offense managed only 168 yards in the first half as Jacoby Brissett was really struggling to get anything going. But in the third quarter, Jacoby Brissett sustained a knee injury that actually knocked him out of the game. He was ready to go back in, but Brian Flores apparently told him to stay off the field to a tongue of violence. Loa, who was not healthy enough to make the start again with a finger fracture, was put in as the team's replacement. It appeared initially that Tua had a noticeable drop-off in terms of the velocity on his passes. Outside of a nice downfield bomb to Jalen Waddle for a gain at 35, there were a lot of throws that just floated through the air or looked kind of wobbly from Tua, but regardless of that, it's hard to make the argument that a healthy Jacoby Brissett was better than the injured Tua Tungavailoa. Tua finishes game 8 for 13, 158 yards and one rushing touchdown. One of his better passes came on an RPO in busted coverage that left wide receiver Albert Wilson wide open for a gain of 64. Again, Wilson was ridiculously open on the play, but nonetheless, it was a nice, accurate, strong pass from Tua Tungavailoa. Now, it's a shame in this game that Tua could not be 100% because it did seem like Miami was connecting on all cylinders in this one. It would have been a fun game to see what Miami could have done if Tua was 100% in this one, but I will say, the play calling was a lot more exciting, something fans have been clamoring for all season. No play to me embodied that better, in my opinion, than a flea flicker on an outside run, which is already bold in and of itself. On top of that, after the flea flicker, the pass was thrown back to the running back, who in this case was Miles Gaskin. Now, an interesting play. Offensively, Isaiah Ford had a terrific game. He reeled in four catches for 84 yards, including a 52-yard reception. He was nearly able to shake 
shake off some tacklers for a long touchdown on that play. His energy in this game was evident every time he touched the ball, including one play where he caught a seven-yard reception and he needed eight for a first down. I saw some fans kind of making jokes about it, but at the end of the day, you know me, I love the energy. I would prefer that a hundred times over a guy who acts like he doesn't care about what's happening. Give me the passionate guy, and if it boils over sometimes, I'm completely fine with that. Now, receiver Albert Wilson also showed flashes of that 2018 season. He totaled 106 yards in this game, including a massive 64-yard reception in the final moments of this game. Wilson's ability to turn what appear to be dead plays into gains was something that many fans were hoping to see earlier on in the season. Again, it didn't come until this game, but it goes to show how exciting Albert Wilson can be with the ball in his hands. Now, interesting here is tight end Mike Kosicki led the Dolphins in targets in this game with seven, but he did not record a single catch in this game, which is pretty surprising. Now, one of the biggest plays of the game came via offense lineman Robert Hunt. Hunt leaped in front of a screen pass and caught the pass himself. Hunt then ran his life away into the end zone, leaped up in the air while being hit, tumbling in for what would have been a touchdown had Hunt not been an offense lineman. Hunt was, of course, not eligible to receive the pass, and it was not ruled a touchdown. Fans on the internet seemed entertained by the play, but Tua Tungvaloa did not seem too in love with the play in the post-game interview when they asked him about it. Now, to move on to the defensive side of the ball here, what a performance it was from the defense in this game. Lamar Jackson finished with 208 yards passing and one touchdown, but more impressive was their ability to stop the run and create turnovers. The Ravens entered this game as the NFL's number two rushing team in the league, but they finished with only 94 yards rushing. Lamar Jackson was held to only 39 yards rushing, and Devontae Freeman was held to only 34. A ton of credit in that regard has to go to players like Christian Wilkins, Alandon Roberts, Andrew Van Ginkle, Zach Sealer, and Jerome Baker. Freeman and Jackson are pretty shifty guys, and whether it was due to the linemen blowing up the play as soon as it began, or with the linebackers chasing down the runner to minimize the gains, they played about as good as you can when it comes to stopping the run. The secondary also, though, the guys looked terrific in this game. Javon Holland, as simple as this, he is that guy. The 2020 draft class for Miami has been under a lot of criticism, but the 2021 draft class has been playing absolutely lights out. Holland in this game, five tackles, a sack, two pass deflections, and a massive pass breakup that would have gone for a massive gain. So from a physical standpoint, there's a ton of things to love about Holland when you look at how he is performing. But when you consider the kind of role that Holland has already taken with the team from just a leadership standpoint, as a rookie, this pick right here just looks like an absolute home run for the Dolphins. Jalen Phillips added another half a sack in this game, chasing down Lamar Jackson on a combined sack with Andrew Van Ginkle. And then Xavier Howard, when it comes to turnovers, the guy is just different. He hasn't been the lights out player that he was last year, but when he makes the plays, they are just massive, massive plays. In the fourth quarter of this game, Xavier Howard forced a fumble on Sammy Watkins. He recovered it himself, evaded defenders, and returned it for a 49-yard touchdown. The guy is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to making those big plays when the team needs them. And then on the Ravens' final drive, Justin Coleman leaped in front of the receiver to solidify the win 
for Miami. What a game this was. I'm just so happy to be talking about a victory in this same way. Haven't felt like this since last year. And overall, it's just fun. So to get into my takeaways for this game, the first one here, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, Tua Tungvaluwa's injury held him back in this game. This, of course, is bad because you never want to hear that your starting quarterback is restricted due to an injury. But there is some relief here in knowing that he could have played better. This wasn't a game that required him to do anything spectacular spectacular and when he needed to hit an open receiver he did it but at the end of the day it looks like there was some velocity missing from his passes likely due to this injury but most fans again should be happy to see him fight through this injury and be part of such an exciting victory the next takeaway that I have here is the Dolphins defense can play at an elite level against an elite offense we saw the defense fall apart against tougher teams while they relished in some success against the weaker teams However, after a strong outing against Buffalo and now completely neutralizing the Ravens, it's clear this defense has it in them to perform at a high level. With that will come some higher expectations from this group, but it's great to see this unit play at the level that we knew they were capable of. My last takeaway here is a full season worth of football like this would just be immaculate. It's moments like this where it's easy to see why fans cling on to the good moments, standing by a team that has hasn't been playing well in years, just hoping they can return to success. Watching a team play well, show passion, and secure a victory is an addictive feeling, and whether it happens in the near future or not, a full season of the Dolphins playing at a high level will legitimately be the start of a new era. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. As always, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at ShadySteven and at via the source. Any topics, things you'd like for me to discuss, any questions, feel free to reach out to me on there. I would gladly discuss it in the next episode of Via the Source. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It does go a long way and help me a ton. And if you have uh, seen my post on Twitter, if you can drop a share occasionally, it would also help a ton and it really does mean a lot. But guys, I'm happy to be back in the victory column yet again. This win was exciting. That's how I'm going to wrap it up though. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.